Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to say a short idea on the parsha, parshat Emor. And I wanted to talk about one of the most um, dangerous of all sins. One of the most difficult, harmful, damaging, and ruinous. We know that this week's parasha has many mitzvot, especially for Kohanim. But please take a look in Vayikra, chapter 22, Chafpet, Pasuk Lamedalet. The Torah chastises us and demands and commands us, Velo yechalelu et shem kochi. And this is a very, very, very dangerous mitzvah and sin to do. We must not do what? Desecrate and defile God's name. So what does this mean? We know that there's three mitzvot that we have to be willing to give our life for. Usually, if your life is in danger, even Shabbat, even Kippur, like my daughter Tamima, she was born on Shabbat Yom Kippur seven years ago. To save somebody's life, especially your own life, you're allowed to, to transgress any mitzvah. But there's three mitzvot that are so horrible that we must be able to give up our life. What's that? God forbid idol worship. That's why we find millions or maybe hundreds of thousands of Jews throughout um, the most difficult parts of Jewish history were willing to do what? They were willing to sacrifice their life and not become Christians and not do idol worshiper. Like Chana, we read on Tisha B'Av in the keynote and her seven children, they refused to bow down to pagan idols. So that's called Yeharik Ve'al Yavor, or to commit sexual immorality, like to be with a married woman, to sleep with a married woman, or if somebody puts a gun to your head and says, you must kill innocent people or else I'll kill you. Are you allowed to kill them? No. So, when you give sacrifice your life by not bowing to idols, or committing a terrible sexual crime that the punishment is death, like sleeping with a married woman, or not becoming a murderer by murdering other people, that you make a kiddush Hashem. But if you fail, let's say somebody a married, somebody says, like many of the Moranos failed. In, in Spain there was an inquisition. So many Jews became... Christian, they bowed down to the idol of um, Jesus, Yeshu, Hanotzi, That is called what? Chilul Hashem. So when halachically you have to sacrifice your life, but instead you commit a sin, and there's only three exceptions to this usually, unless it's Shata Shmad, that makes a Chilul Hashem. But then, there's another type of Chilul Hashem. And I want to just say something very important here. Why is Chilul Hashem, desecrating God's name, so terrible? Because the Gemara, Talmud Yevamot, 
Daf Pevav, says that the only way God can forgive you if you make a chilul Hashem, desecrate His name, is even if Kippur comes and you repent and God brings Yisurim from on you, three different layers of kapara, of atonement, until the day you pass away, you die, you don't get fully forgiven. So the damage by desecrating God's name is so horrible, that that's why I said it's in a way the most damaging and difficult sin, to be a hypocrite. Now let's give another examples. In his beautiful, beautiful work, in the book of HaTorah Mitzvah, Rabbi Stern brings another cases of Chilul Hashem. Like for example, if we're not honest in business, especially with non-Jews, so we're giving the Torah and God a bad reputation. Let's say you're in downtown LA or in Manhattan or anywhere in the world and you're a diamond dealer and you sell a non-Jew for $10,000 like a 10 carat or 5 carat or whatever diamond and it's really, it's a bogus, it's a piece of glass and the person has a kippah and God forbid a beard. So what is the non-Jew going to say? You're giving the Torah and religious Jews a terrible and horrible reputation. The guy said, look at this hypocrite. He has such a long beard and God forbid peot and a kippah and a hat. And he doesn't have the integrity, the decency, the morality, the ethics. So chilul Hashem is horrible. Somebody that sw- swears falsely or sw- swears for no reason or does gilui arayot, sexual immorality or he, again, like what's a terrible Chilul Hashem? We saw in Mansi somebody that was selling an entire community non-kosher meat, or we had over here in LA with that meat market on Pico. So, when you act in a horrible, horrible way, or let's say you can resolve your problem in Bet Din, but rather you go to the Goisha court, you go to Arkaot, you sue a Jew in secular court, that also, the Rambam in Perek Vav, chapter 6 of Sanhedrin, Halachazayin says that's a Chilul Hashem. But I wanted to talk about a more practical one. And that is that, the greater a person is, if he's a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar, or a rabbi, or especially if he's a chief rabbi, so the more careful and meticulous we must be, not to, that our action shouldn't damage the reputation. Because we have to understand, we Jews, and the more holier we are, all the people around us, they expect more from us. So we have to be very, very meticulous and careful to act what? Appropriately. So, the Gemara in, in Yuma, page 86 says, what's an example of Chidush? Let's say a great rabbi, he, he, he goes to the butcher and he doesn't pay right away. So the people, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to look at rabbis in a negative way. He says, hey, why didn't this rabbi pay for his meat? He's probably, he just wants to steal. They don't know that he has credit and he's buying on credit. And the Gemara in Yevamot 
goes even more deeper into this. And he says what? Right? The highest level we could get in a relationship with God is to love God. And in Shema Israel, we're constantly reminded we have to love God with all our heart and all our soul. But that demands of us something else. That not only we should love God, but we should cause other people to fall in love with God. We should be such a sterling personification of goodness and wholesomeness and nobility and be so benevolent and altruistic and such a noble and honorable human being that anybody that is around us should also become infatuated and in love with God because of our sterling example. So let's say somebody, he's a Talmud Chacham, he's a great Torah scholar, he learned in Yeshiva, in Kolel, he learned Shas and Poskim, and he was Meshamish Talmud Chachamim. And everybody he deals with, he deals with in such a noble and honorable way. He has patience when he deals with people. He talks to them, talks to them in a very honorable and respectful way. He doesn't curse at them. He only, only what? Respects with a tremendous amount of decency and nobility anybody he comes to. He doesn't raise his voice. He doesn't yell at them. He doesn't embarrass them. And he's very honest and very ethical in his business. So everybody that sees this person, it says what? Wow! I want my son, I want my brother, I want my friend. I want to be, go learn Torah. Look this person that learned Torah, look how noble he is. Look how honorable he is. Look how glorious and modest and beautiful and truly honorable his actions are. But if God forbid somebody has a kippah and somebody which is a hypocrite, he's supposed to be a sterling embodiment and personification of the Torah. And what? He's not honest with people. And he yells at people. He curses at people. People say, what? This guy, he went and learned so much Torah to Yeshiva, Kolel. To, and he acts with us in such a disgusting and um, unholy and lowly, low class and totally repulsive way, I don't want to have anything to do with the Torah. This is why Chilul Hashem is so bad. Because through your actions, people will run away from God and holiness and Torah. So I just want to tell you an amazing story about this. One of the greatest Sephardic rabbis in the last 500 years, his name is Rav Yechezkel Ma'adani, the Stechemet. He was a person like Rav Ovadia Yosef. When Rav Ovadia Yosef had his photographic and encyclopedic memory, the Rosh Hashiva of Wayu said, this is a reincarnation, uh, a new version of the um, Rabbi Yechezkel Ma'adani, the Stechemet. He was the chief rabbi of Hebron, by the way. If you visit, the second holiest place in Israel is the city of Hebron, where Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov are buried. Rabbi Yechezkel Ma'adani wrote many, 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 like 20 volumes of books, like an encyclopedia and all halakha and poskim and Talmud. 
So he says in his book, how did I have such a photographic memory that I was able to write an encyclopedia a few like a hundred years ago? So he explains a beautiful, amazing story. He says, when he was a young yeshiva boy, he was very, very diligent in his studies. And the head of the yeshiva was always talking about little Yecheskel. How Yecheskel is the best student in yeshiva, he's the most serious student, he never wastes a second. So you know the worst thing in life that destroys so many people's, it's like a cancer, is jealousy. One of Rabbi Yecheskel Ma'adani's colleagues was burning, burning with jealousy. He said, I have to, all the time, the head of the yeshiva, why doesn't he talk about me? It's always Yecheskel, Yecheskel, Yecheskel. I have to do something to ruin his reputation. So what does he do? He goes, gives the maid, the, like the custodian of the yeshiva, of the Bet Midrash, that Rabbi Yecheskel Ma'adani was learning in. He goes, gives her, like whatever, some sum of money, and he says we have to start a false rumor about Rabbi Yecheskel that he was played around with you, he was sexually immoral with you. And the woman, she was very poor, and she gets enticed, and one day she runs into the yeshiva and says, everybody, this guy, Yecheskel, that you guys think is an angel, and he's such a diligent Torah scholar, he was inappropriate with me. He touched me, whatever. And literally, Rabbi Yecheskel Ma'adani, the Rosh Yeshiva, nobody really believed this lady, because they knew he was like a... He was a very serious Torah scholar. But anyways, it ruined his reputation. And they got so mad at the maid, at the custodian that used to cleave the yeshiva. They said, you have a chutzpah, you have a audacity about this little angel we have here. You you accused them falsely. It's a patent lie. But what happened was, it was very harmful in the city. So after a, a week... The woman, she was dying of hunger, the maid. She came to Rabbi Yecheskel Madani, kissing his feet. You know, I did a big sin. Please forgive me. And I'm willing to come in front of everybody of the city to make your reputation whole again, to reinstitute your honor and prestige. And tell everybody that that was that evil colleague of yours that had made this plan because of jealousy. And I, I'll show them the money because I want my job back. So Rabbi Cheskel Ma'adani had a chance to really revamp and rejuvenate, revitalize his name. But you know what he told her? He said, I'll talk to the Rosh Hashiva till you get your job back. I don't want, because this is going to be a Chilul Hashem. He says, one Chilul Hashem happened that you accused me falsely. But then a bigger Chilul Hashem is going to happen. That they say, oh, my colleague that was in Yeshiva because of jealousy, he was willing to do such an evil plan. So Rabbi Yecheskel Ma'adani was willing for people to keep on talking behind his back and rumors. But, so you know what happened? He said that night that he slept, in a dream he saw amazing amount of light and energy and from that day on because he was willing to forgive his honor 
And people, you know, they love gossip. But in order that a chilul Hashem shouldn't happen, that people should, he, he got an energy, heavenly energy that he never forgot anything that he learned. And he was with, willing to, he was able to write this techem. So may Hashem help us to be very careful in our ways and to realize it's a very, very harmful thing to do actions that ruin the reputation of the Torah, of Torah scholars, of Judaism. And we must always be super duper ethical and honest and honorable and decent so people will love God and may always we make a Kiddush Hashem. Amen. Amen.